0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell for a preview of the South Carolina-Florida game. we got a 12-noon kickoff tomorrow in Gainesville at the Swamp West. We talked about this game earlier in the week. We've got a little bit more information available now as we are getting closer to kickoff. Florida saddled with injuries. Austin Appleby, their backup, will start tomorrow with the starter, Luke Del Rio, suffering a shoulder injury against Arkansas. Arkansas beat Florida 31-10 to last week at Arkansas, and... We talked about it earlier this week. West Florida, you know, entering a little bit of uncertain territory here. Huge game for both teams, Gamecocks and Gators. Both teams still in the hunt in the SEC East. Yeah, you
1: know that's uh, that's a weird. It's weird for you to be able to say that, Senate Emerson. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us, and I don't think even your most. Um, I mean, we we all got those friends. I think that are just uh, you know almost past the point of fanhood and just uh, get unrealistic about it. I think even the most. Uh, Strong supporters of South Carolina wouldn't have thought, uh, you know, a few weeks ago that this was possible. Then to still be in it in the East, but uh, you know, they they absolutely are. So, um, you know, I think it makes it an exciting game. And I, I was thinking about this uh, when the players talked about that on Tuesday, and I I thought to myself, I said, you know, it's been a while since South Carolina has been in a game that like truly has implications like this. Now we we all know it's a long shot and let's be realistic, is a lot of it is because the East is so down this uh you know this year. But um that doesn't change the fact that this is a very young South Carolina team that is going to get the chance to experience a game uh for the first time with some true implications. And you know I, I think that's I think that's good for the future because if you look ahead to what South Carolina is sort of building, you know, there's a lot of people uh, nationally that are now taking notice of what Muschamp is doing. And I think South Carolina is going to be sort of a dark horse next year for a lot of pundits uh, as far as the East goes. So to me, this is a, a good opportunity for all these young guys to get to experience a game that, that really, truly matters, uh, you know, in a race. Because I, I think what it, it kind of got to the point where for a stretch there, there were multiple games a year that South Carolina was playing that were that were national games. You know, like that. It got kind of. It was kind of fun to to sort of prepare to to cover a game that that had national implications, and you almost took it for granted. I think the last one was probably you know that that Texas A and M game uh, to start the year when when everything sort of started to fall apart, and uh, so this I think this is a, a good step for the program. Uh, win or lose, it'll be a good experience for all these young players.
0: First road start for Jake Bentley, the Gamecock starting quarterback, and also for Rico Dowdle, the Gamecock running back. Wes, let's talk about that. Gamecocks 3-0 with Bentley as the starter, but all three games were at Williams-Brice, so obviously a much more hostile environment for these young freshmen who have become such a big part of Gamecock football. Bentley
1: making his first road start. Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, and, and we'll get to some more keys to, to victory later, but I think one of the keys is, um, to, to start, kind of fast because you know the the other thing. Obviously, they were at home, but the other thing that stands out about these three wins from Jake Bentley is that uh, South Carolina has not trailed uh, since Bentley uh, became the starter. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. You know, they they've not had to play from behind, so uh, it's either been tied or Carolina has been up. So, you know, I, I think as far as this goes, you're on the road. You're at the swamp. We know the swamp can get loud, but we also know this is a uh, this is a noon game. You almost always have late arriving crowds for noon games. I know uh, the swamp is not immune to that. They seem to have late arriving crowds a lot. And the fact is that even though he's only in his second year, and even though he won the SEC East last year, there's already a segment of this Florida fan base that isn't quite um, that happy with Jim McElwain. So. I think there's an opportunity early in this game if South Carolina can start fast that you maybe can sort of uh, uh, mitigate the crowd a little bit. Now, uh, we we all saw one of South Carolina's best teams of all time um, go down there and just get crushed back in uh, 2012 because they got off to a terrible start, had a couple early fumbles. Uh, That was a Will Muschamp coach team on the other side. And, uh, you know, that that was an outstanding team. Connor Shaw was the quarterback. Uh, Jadavian Clowney was uh, was on that team. You know, that was a team that had beaten Georgia, had went toe-to-toe with LSU, and they just got hammered at Florida um, because that crowd just sort of took over the game when they had something go wrong early on with South Carolina did. So I, I think it's key for these young guys to sort of get off to a good start and just get into the flow of the game. And, you know, the other side is, Jake Jake Bentley to me, um, just it's almost like the normal rules of true freshman quarterbacks don't really apply to Jake Bentley. Um, we've already seen him sort of get tested early on. You know that everybody said, well, before the UMass game, well, he he's out. He did it in high school, uh, but let's see what he can do in a real game. It's going to be different at college, and he was outstanding against UMass. Then everybody said, well. Um, Let's see what he does against a real SEC defense in Tennessee. And obviously, he responded to that. And now he's responded with two straight uh, good games against SEC competition. I think, that as far as being on the road and all that stuff, Jake Bentley is up to the task. Now, the other part of that isn't just where the game is being played, it's that it's a pretty good defense, Emerson. And those, uh, I, I thought one thing I picked up on that Muschamp said earlier this week that makes sense to me is those windows to throw through are going to be much tighter this week, and your, quote-unquote, 50-50 balls, which I think for South Carolina, with, with Brian Edwards and Debo Samuel and Jake Bentley's ball placement, those 50-50 balls have been more like 75-25 balls, you know, going in South Carolina's favor. But uh, against this Florida secondary that, ironically, much champion T-Rob basically helped build, um, He's going to have to be very careful with the football this week.
0: Wes, Florida's banged up. They've got as many as four starters that could miss this game tomorrow. Del Rio obviously is out with the shoulder injury, so it looks like Austin Appleby will get the start. And it could be the freshman Felipe Franks. It uh, could be that Florida pulls the red shirt off of him, and he gets some action in this game tomorrow. Again, noon kickoff on CBS for South Carolina and Florida. Let me give you the Florida injury report here. Their top two tacklers are out, two linebackers. Jared Davis and Alex Anzalone will miss this ball game. Anzalone suffered a broken arm against Arkansas. Starting center, Camp Dillard, has got a knee injury. Both those two are out for the season, and Davis has got a badly sprained left ankle. Also for Florida, defensive end C.C. C. Jefferson's got a foot injury. He'll be a game-time decision. And starting receiver Tyree Cleveland, a freshman, has really come on this year. He's got a leg injury. He's highly questionable, according to the Orlando Sentinel. So Florida really banged up right now. And we know that they're very athletic on defense, Wes, but you have to wonder what this defense is going to be like without their top two tacklers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they'll they'll be a little bit uh, – they're, they're banged up, obviously. South Carolina pretty healthy, Um and I, I think another thing to watch because let's be honest, this thing has this thing has so many storylines to it. You uh, you've got I was thinking about this the other day. You, I mean, you've got Will Muschamp coaching on the South Carolina sideline, and there's guys that he recruited and coached lining up for the other team, while Steve Spurrier will be there in the Gator jacket. Being honored for the nineteen, I think it's nineteen ninety one uh, SEC championship team. One of those teams is being honored at halftime, anyway, or before the game. Um, and so he's going to be down there, being employed by Florida, with uh, many players that he recruited and coached on the other sideline. So there, there's so many storylines to this, but I, I think on the field, one way that storyline to me applies is that. Muschamp is such a detail oriented guy that not only is this Florida defense gonna be uh you know, depleted, or at least uh, you know, not at full strength, but Muschamp knows many of those Florida guys very, very well. He knows their strengths and he knows their weaknesses. To me, as far as the actual there's a lot of off the field storylines for this, but on the field, how how much does Muschamp's knowledge of that Florida defense play into this game as far as South Carolina's offensive game plan. You know, generally Muschamp is fairly hands-off with the offense. To me, it would make a lot of sense if if he was pretty hands-on this week. So I, I, I'm curious to see if, if that sort of plays in uh, to this whole thing. And and it would be pretty ironic if Muschamp, who the, basically the biggest issue with his entire time at Florida was he never found his quarterback, If he, in year one, goes to Gainesville and wins with a freshman quarterback, then the Florida Faithful... Uh, to, to put it kindly or, or just, or not, <laughs> they're not going to be too happy Emerson.
0: Gamecock Central Radio here Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell we hope you'll download the Gamecock Central Radio app we've got a free phone app that allows you to listen to the GCR podcast on your phone anywhere you receive cell phone service it is a free phone app and it's available on the App Store and on Google Play to subscribe to our podcast search for Gamecock Central Radio you'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and other popular services or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com Wes, we've got so many storylines like you mentioned and, and one of those is the fact that Will Muschamp lost his job at Florida two years ago when the Gators lost at home to the Gamecocks. So you know that's something that Muschamp has been asked about this week, and it's got to be a bit of an awkward situation for him, but I think he's obviously very grateful to be back head coaching in the SEC, and he's grateful for the opportunity that he's gotten in South Carolina, and it's very interesting how – you know, quickly things have turned around. Muschamp's got the Gamecocks moving in the right direction with this three-game win streak. And Florida, you know, playing its final home game of the SEC slate here, still an opportunity really in the driver's seat to win the SEC East. But the Gators, you know, really banged up, and they got to be concerned about their injuries. So very interesting matchup tomorrow. Steve Spurrier will be there. We talked about this earlier in the week. There's a lot going on tomorrow in Gainesville.
1: Yeah, absolutely a lot going on off the field, a lot going on on the field. Uh, and, you know, Muschamp has handled – this whole thing with class but you know he hasn't made that an issue in the locker room but i get the impression his players maybe um have made it a little bit of an issue because they they want to go 1-1 for their coach i think so uh, you know I, I think that's something that I, I mean if you're if you're a writer or you know radio or if you've got the game on your cbs you got the game on tv i mean this thing has no shortage of things to talk about so uh, I think it's gonna be a fun game i think i think it's gonna be a close game you know something we haven't hit on ever since uh, were, were you surprised to see the line open as high as it did i think it opened at fifteen right
0: yeah i was surprised i thought that was high yes uh
1: cause I, I i think this is another uh i think it's another sort of fourth quarter football game for south carolina and i, I think it ultimately comes down to uh the play on the lines of scrimmage i, I think if south carolina can hold par on the lines of scrimmage then uh he might be a freshman his first road start. But I-, I think Jake Bentley is the difference for South Carolina. I mean, you know, if you look at Florida, they've struggled at quarterback even before the injury. I, I think the scheme probably will not change much. Uh You know, South Carolina will have to make a few adjustments, I'm sure, to whatever they're doing. But the scheme isn't going to totally change with the new quarterback. Uh They sort of do what they do on offense. And I think if South Carolina can uh, create some running room on their side and keep Florida from just – is going to have some success running the ball, but just keep them from completely taking over the game and force them to throw. Then, you know, it really sets up nicely for South Carolina to to have a shot at the upset on Saturday morning.
0: All right, Florida ran twelve times for just fourteen yards in that loss to Arkansas last Saturday. Offensively, they've struggled at times this year, and they're going to be starting a you know second string or a backup at quarterback tomorrow with Appleby getting the nod and a possibility that freshman Felipe Franks could play some as well. And on the other side of the football, West Florida's been known for its defense, but Arkansas ran for 233 yards against the Gators last Saturday. So, you know, tomorrow's a new day, a new game. Florida playing at home it's the final home game for all of their seniors. It's senior day, and they're going to recognize a former Gator championship team as well, so an important day for them. Maybe playing at home gets them amped up to play, but I think Jake Bentley and the Gamecock offense will be able to move the football, and I think this is going to be a tight game that will probably be settled in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, it should be fun, man. Whoever whoever makes those plays, I think you can always say for these type games, whoever makes those plays at the end uh, is going to come out as the winner.
0: All right, Florida 6-2, and two, and they are 4-2 and two in the conference. They still got to play at LSU to wrap up SEC play. The Gamecocks are 5-4 and four and 3-4 and four in the SEC. So this is the final SEC game of the 2016 season for the Gamecocks. But South Carolina is still mathematically alive to win the SEC East-West. Let's talk about that real quick before we wrap it up. For South Carolina to win the SEC East, the Gamecocks have to win at Florida tomorrow. They're going to have to have Tennessee beat Kentucky. They're going to have to have Auburn beat Georgia. Both those games are tomorrow. And then South Carolina will also need Tennessee to lose to either Missouri or Vanderbilt to wrap up the regular year. In fact, mathematically, Tennessee is still the favorite to win the SEC East with Florida right behind them. Florida can win the East if they win the last two games. Obviously, they control their destiny. But you know, if the Gamecocks beat the Gators, West, I think there's a good chance that Auburn wins at Georgia. Auburn's about a 9-point favorite, and Tennessee about a 13-point favorite over Kentucky tomorrow. So if the Gamecocks can take care of business at Florida, South Carolina then becomes, you know, a fan of, of Missouri and Vanderbilt, needing them to beat Tennessee in the last couple of weeks. Yeah,
1: I think when you look at those scenarios, um, probably Missouri or Vandy beating Tennessee is the, the least likely out of any of that. Now, right. uh, you know, now you've you got two shots at it because it, it only has to be one of them. It doesn't have to be both of them. So, uh, but I still think, you know, it's a difficult proposition. But, hey, if you're South Carolina, I think you're just at this point in the rebuild, you're, you're kind of just happy to be in the conversation. Like I said, to start, I, I, think, that's, I think that's good for these players to experience that. And I, I think they've got a good approach to this because out of the, all those things we just mentioned, the first thing we said is South Carolina has to beat Florida. So if you're South Carolina, uh, there's really no point in putting any other focus on anything else until you've done number one. And South Carolina's got that opportunity. Uh, as far as the first thing on that list, they they kind of control their own destiny, and then so then you do that, and then you just sit back and watch and hope for the best. But uh, you know, I, I I think you know even if South Carolina doesn't win the East, um, so so much more that can be accomplished this Saturday. I mean, uh, four and four in the SEC, they won, they won one game in the SEC last year. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, they would be both bowl- eligible at this point, with a great shot of getting to seven wins next week against Western Carolina. And that would give South Carolina wins this year over Tennessee and Florida, which are two of the three teams that I like. I, I think when you look at the East, you always say you're sort of chasing Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. Uh, so for, as far as building a program, that's recruiting you. Um, so to me, whether they, they go to you know, win the East or not, that'd be a great story, even though the East is, is way, way down. But uh, this game, there, there's so much that South Carolina can accomplish on Saturday, and I, I think they got a good shot at it, and you know what, it it would be another... I think South Carolina delivered a blow to Tennessee with that loss, um, and I think if they can beat Florida, I think they can deliver a big blow to Jim McIlwain as well, I and mean, here's and the level of the support he has in, in Florida. So, uh, lot, lots on the line for South Carolina. I think it's one of those things, if South Carolina loses the game and plays well, people will just be like, oh, they were a double-digit underdog. They weren't expected to win. But if they win this one after what's happened the last three weeks, and all of a sudden uh, momentum is, uh, is through the roof.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Gamecocks respond. First row game for Jake Bentley and Rico Dowdle as starters for this Gamecock football team that uh, has won three in a row and. You know, all three of the wins came at home, so we're going to continue to learn more about this young Carolina football team tomorrow. Noon kick, Gamecocks and Gators should be fun. It'll be on CBS. Wes, thanks for your time today. We appreciate the update. All
1: right, thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon.
0: That's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Back with a report on South Carolina and Florida next week here on Gamecock Central Radio.